Hey mom friends and welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, an audio platform we encourage and empower moms by talking about all things postpartum. We hear you sis and we're here for you. Today we're talking about what it takes to be a boy mom, but we're also going to dive into worrying. I think that's one thing that us moms deal with a lot. So we're going to talk about your faith and, and how worrying encompasses into that. Uh, we're also going to be raising our milk glass to a teenager entrepreneur, um, but he wasn't a teenager whenever he first founded his business, Botangle. Um, his name is Eric Finman, so we're going to get into that. But I'm super excited about today's episode, so let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay. So today we are raising our milk glass to Eric Finman. Now, in 2012, he received $1,000 from his grandmother. He invested it into Bitcoin whenever Bitcoin was obviously low. And a year and a half later, he sold his investment for over $100,000. With that money, he went and he funded his now business, Botangle. Now, he came into Botangle. After moving from school to school, he was often bullied by the students and the teachers, and he was fed up with the school system. He dropped out in high school, but still continued his education. But with that investment he used from the Bitcoin, he made education better. His business, Boatangle, is a fee-based online tutoring service. And now he has a team of over 20 programmers and is planning to head up a new venture, a virtual reality-based personal computer. So obviously, (laughs) this kid was super smart from the beginning. He took $1,000 his grandmother gave him, which, you know, we always got to give a big kudos to our grandparents because they always give us money. (laughs) He took that money. He invested it. He didn't spend it. He invested it into Bitcoin. A year and a half later, that $1,000 turned into $100,000. And then he turned into into a business. What I really love about Eric is that he took a pain and he made it a profit. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He took a pain from being bullied, from just traveling from school to school. I don't know um, the reason that he was going from school to schools, but he was going from to different schools. And he just, it was just too much to deal with as far as like the bullying and whatnot. And that's something that's become, I feel like, so prevalent um, with you know, I feel like bullying has already been, always been around. But I feel like nowadays with social media being as high as it is, you're not just getting made fun of from, you know, the people on your block or the people down the street. You being made fun of by, it, it's, um, in, a, in a sense, it can be the world, right? You post something online that you thought was cool and you have everybody that's just on their computer that's upset with them, themselves with these fake accounts 
And they're just talking mess about anybody that they can. And so that is one thing I, I really wanted to feature him because, like I said, he took a pain and he turned into a prophet. And now he is 19 years old doing awesome and great things. So I just wanted to raise our milk glasses real quick to Mr. Eric Finman. Hey, mom friends, are you ready to get your sexy back? We know that after we have kids, we are putting all of our energy and our strength into them. And sometimes we can lose ourselves. but we're getting that all back on September 15th in Fort Worth, Texas. We have amazing panels, workshops, speakers, freebies, free food, giveaways all for you because you deserve it. So come join us on September 15th at 2 p.m. at the Belvedere Studios in Fort Worth, Texas, as we celebrate you and we give you ample knowledge to keep you pushing and moving forward so you can better serve your families. Ticket information is in the bio. You can find us on Eventbrite at getting yo sexy back. Okay, let's get started, you guys. So, what it takes to be a boy mom. Now, I just think... <laughs> so, my son was my first kid, right? Um, And I think with any first kid, it shows you a lot of self-reflection. Um, with, even with the different interviews that I've done with the women here on this show, a lot of them had said that being a mom, one of the bigger things that being a mom has done was show them self-reflection. And I can personally say for myself, my child, Joseph Makai Nickerson, child, he has shown me so much of myself within him. Um, his stubbornness, <laughs> his want to do whatever he wants to do, um, his go-getter attitude, his sneakiness, his him, him being very observant. Um, it's all things that honestly, you know, I can just see in myself. Um, but one of the greatest things of being a boy mom, I can say, is, you know, as as a woman, whenever you're raised, a lot of time, yeah, they want you to go out and do things and, you know, work as hard as you can to get to the top and yada, yada, yada. But they still kind of want you to be quiet and, you know, be composed and you don't have to be so rowdy, and you don't have to be so loud. But being a boy mom... You can do all that rowdiness. <laughs> you can rah-rah and you can go and you can wrestle and you can just go do whatever because, yeah, you got to do that with your boy, right? You have to you have to just go and just like go in the moment. And I think that's one of the greatest things that being a boy mom has been. Now, um, I think a lot of boy moms can relate to this is that a lot of, a lot of little boys are very snuggly. <laughs> They are some of our best um, snugglers. I always tell whenever women say that they're having a boy, I'm like, yo, you got the best snuggler. I mean, my daughter is a good snuggler, but Jojo, yeah, he had it. He knows how to like it right there, right in your lap. He can really snuggle up by himself. Like I could just be looking at him like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm getting comfortable. Like, don't mind me. Just right here. <laughs> it's like, um, so I work, I worked in the animal medical field a lot. So if I have a lot of animal references, I'm not calling my children dogs, but that's just one of the things I can relate to. It's been a part of my life for 10 plus years. Um, it's like having a mastiff. If you don't know what a mastiff is, look it up, an English mastiff while we're listening to the podcast. It's like having an English mastiff, like roll up on you. And like kind of just take charge. That's what I feel like my son is sometimes. He just rolls up <laughs> whenever he wants to be cuddled. And he's just like, I'm just going to squeeze right, nope, right here. And uh, I'm just going to get comfortable. Don't mind me at all. It's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> but with that, um, 
I think with also being a boy mom, it comes responsibility that you have to teach them certain things. So obviously, uh, you know, with if there is a male figure in their life or, you know, obviously with my husband, you know, he's teaching him certain aspects of being a man that I cannot teach. But there are certain aspects of a man that I can teach. And some of those are being a gentleman. Um, I came to this realization after I had a very quick conversation with my nephew before he went off to college. Um, and he, he was saying something about some type of girl. Look, I don't, I don't know. I forgot that part. I just remember the part that stuck with me. He was talking about some girls, whatever. And I said, yo, you got to learn to be a gentleman. And he was like, gentle, like, I'm not gentle, you know, like I play football and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, um, you got to learn to be a gentleman if you really want to be with a woman. And even whenever I said that, like, it kind of, like, took me back, like, whoa. <laughs> like, that was some deep stuff I just said, but I kind of had to play it off, you know. I had to act like <laughs> what I said was real, like I knew what I was saying. But it's it's really been on my mind the past week or so, and I think that's really why I wanted to do what it takes to be a boy mom. Teaching them to be a gentleman sometimes and how to treat a lady is super important, like I said before, with being with having a boy, you're so much into the rah rah, and you know the roughness, um, and that's fine. Because obviously, you know, boys will be boys. I have definitely learned that it's not a trait that they learn; it's a trait. It's an innate trait. They're just naturally born with it, right? They're naturally born with like, I want to go play in dirt, and I want to go jump off of off of whatever the tallest thing is, and I just want to go run and jump into the water even though I don't know how to swim. That's our next, like, checklist. We're going to get him some swimming lessons because, by the way, boys have three times a higher rate of having a accident with water in a swimming pool than girls do. Just want to put that out there. So we're definitely getting both our kids swimming lessons. Anywho, getting back on track. Uh, being a gentleman. So whenever you talk about being a gentleman, being a gentleman, you're not talking about being a gentleman with men. Anybody telling no man to be a gentleman to another man, right? You're telling a, a a man or a boy to be a gentleman with a with a female, with a little girl, or with a lady, with a woman, and even just breaking down that term, gentleman, it's it's what is literally what the two words are. You're being a gentle, like being a gentle giant, and it's interesting how I've um, had to do different lessons in teaching Joseph. You know, even with him playing with his sister at daycare, you know, there's a group of boys his age and they, you know, they do the play fight thing and they wrestle and everything like that. Um, even our director's husband, he's there some days, so I'm sure he piles in with the kids. Um, but I had to teach him with his sister, like, hey, you gotta be a little bit gentler. Not only is she smaller than you, but she's a girl. And I'm saying that Gemma cannot hold her own because I could tell in her expressions and how she's kind of like carrying herself she is gonna be a tough chick so I kind of like it because <laughs> it, it makes her really tough but at the same time you can't be walking up to no girl trying to like you know play fight like if she jumps in cool <laughs> but you can't walk up to no girl and be like ah, 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 ah. all right girls we don't be like what the hell is this <laughs> but um but I thought that was just something that really stuck with me, being a woman and being and raising a little man to be a gentleman, um, being gentle just in the fact of how he talks to a lady, how he treats the lady, how he connects with the woman. You have to be gentle in all those aspects, um, you know, even just opening a door. 
I have my son do that. Open this door for mommy. Open this door for sister. Um, my father-in-law, every time he leaves the house, he says, hey, man, you're the man of the house. Who you got to take care of? And Joseph will say, mommy and baby. So even just things like that, like he's already getting into the habit of, yo, I got to look out. And let me tell you, this little boy, he's so, um, he's more cautious than I am. <laughs> he hears a noise and I may not pay any mind to it, but he says, mommy, what was that? Uh, mommy, did you hear that? Mommy, what was that? And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Reading sounds too alarming to me. But if you would like to go investigate, go ahead. And even whenever I was putting him to bed last night, we all share a room right now. And he had heard something. He popped up. He looked around like he was scoping the place out. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, he's really, he's really looking after us because it was just me and the kids at the house. I'm like, oh, like he's really looking after us. So it's just little things you do like that that you start to put in your kid. And granted, my kid's going to be three. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be three in two months. Wow. Three months. Three months. Yeah, three months. Jim, by the way, Jim is turning one next month. Can y'all believe that? <laughs> but anywho, but just starting to put those little seeds, plant those little seeds in his head. Now, it's going to be so important later. Um, and even just, you know, certain things that he does with the boys, you know, the play fighting and the kicking and stuff. Implementing those things as well. Um, so, yeah. But also, so Joseph, like I said before, was my first kid. Um, he gave me my self-reflection. Um, but I think also with being a mom, worrying comes into that, right? And with worrying, I've learned just a couple of few things. Excuse me, my allergies. Within us, we've been in a transition move. And within that, my allergy medicine, my son's allergy medicine has gotten a little lost. So if I sound a little crazy congested or whatnot, I apologize. It's just that season. Anywho, <laughs> but within um, within this time, where was I going? Worrying. Okay, there we are. With worrying. Um, so we, us as moms, we do it all the time. Us as women, I think we do it naturally. And I think just as being human beings, obviously it's a, um, I guess you can call it an emotion or an action that we can just do. We worry about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. We worry about... Um, I know for at least me being a mom, if y'all read one of the posts I made recently, I made a post and I said, whenever I first held my son, post on Instagram, by the way, whenever I first held my son, I not only thought about like, oh my, like, you know, just had this moment of like, wow, I'm a mom. I had this moment of, you know, what is he going to be whenever he gets older? What school is he going to go to? Um, you know, what kind of personality is he going to have? Um, and it wasn't like an excitement, um, desire, like I can't wait. It was a worry because I'm a type of person. I don't know if y'all ever thought by, like this, but I'm a type of person that thinks about. So I watch a lot of crime shows. <laughs> Um, definitely like Chicago PD, um, you know, Law and Order, Blue Bloods, Rizzolian Isles, um, just those different crime shows. And I love them. Um, even crime shows like The Rookie. Have y'all seen The Rookie or like 911 with Angela Bassett? Who kills it, by the way? And she still looks like she's 34. I'm just saying. Anywho, <laughs> I love to watch anything that has anything to do with crime shows. And all these shows, by the way, start up like at the end of September. So I'm super excited. But 
all these different crime shows. And I think about the the suspects, you know, the serial murderer, the guy that wants to go rob the store, the guy that, you know, that's a serial rapist or whatever. I think about what was their childhood like? What was their beginning life like? What was their relationship with their parents? What was their relationship with other friends? Did they have friends? Were they loners? You know, I think about these things. And honestly, that's what I was thinking about whenever I had my son. All these things run through because I'm thinking, what can I do to be the best parent? To be the best mom that I can be so that he's not one of those people. And um, not to like, you know, like, what do you mean those people? Like not, you know, whatever. But... (laughs) But, you know, what can I do so that he doesn't end up like that? And um, that worrying, I feel like, has put me in a place where I overanalyze a lot of stuff. Um, I get really messed up in the head about certain things that he does, you know, certain actions that he does. And he doesn't know what he's doing sometimes. And a lot of times we have to teach them. But I know for a fact that I'm like, oh, don't do that because that can lead to this, that can lead to this, that can lead to that. And um, that worrying can really put us in a place not only where it can it can mess us up mentally, y'all. You know, worrying how how your mind is can actually really affect your body. Whenever I was in, and we're kind of getting off track. We're gonna get back on track. Don't worry, guys. Whenever I was in high school and college, I had two episodes where um, essentially they were anxiety attacks, and because I had so much on my mind. And I was not expressing it. I was not talking about it. I was not talking to anybody about it. I just had all these things built up. And they were building up so much on the inside that it was making my body sick. So first, I would get these tummy aches, these really bad tummy aches. And I mean, it wasn't like, oh, you haven't eaten. It was like cramps, but I wasn't on my cycle at all. And it just got to the point to where I was going to the doctor. I was bent over. I'm just holding my stomach because of all this pain. But once I would laugh or I would talk about something, that pain would go away. And after that, it led to anxiety attacks to where I was just, you know, the hyperventilating, um, where your body just literally breaks down. And that comes from if we hold so much thing, so many things in mentally, it can literally break down our bodies. So with the worrying, we have that on our minds and we have that continuously going, 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 going. And where we can worry about, you know, what's happening with our with our kids at school, what's the best school that our kids can go to or, you know, are we doing these things correctly or what about this? and What about that? And we can worry so much that we can literally eat away at our body. Um, My mom always says that she believes that her mother, whom I didn't get to meet, however, she did. um, She lasted about a month after I was born, which I, you know, I truly believe that she wanted to make it just to see me. Um, And she truly believes that her sickness was brought on a lot by not communicating and not talking. Excuse me. And I Mm. completely agree with her because just because of the experience that I went through, I knew that I have to start talking about things. And even within high school and college, especially in college, I really, really, really knew that, yo, I really have to like, start talking about things and if you go back to the communication podcast I did with my husband um can't remember what episode that was but it's not too far behind us if you go to that episode whenever I was talking with my husband um you know we had to ha- we had some 
times where we had to deal with those certain things of communication. And, you know, things like that just happen, you guys. And it's nothing. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes you have to really talk it out. There are going to be times where you really have to get it all out. Okay, it's episode. Okay, episode 14. And we had these conversations because, one, because our our relationship had to grow. But because literally I was, um, I just wasn't talking, I wasn't communicating. But I knew that I had to because the experience I had in the past, I knew that I had to in order for me to have greater and bigger things I had to communicate. So what I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about worrying and how it equates to your faith. And your faith, and I have a couple of verses I'm going to read, and I'll also put them in the notes. So if you can't catch up with them right now, it's okay. I got them in the notes for you. The first one is Luke 12, verse 26. And these are the New Living Translations, by the way. And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? So, for example, whenever I was in the hospital bed holding my son, if worrying cannot accomplish that moment right there, that that small thought of what school am I going to bring him to the best schools? Is he going to, you know, have great friends? Is he going to have an awesome future? I first off, I can't worry about the small thing of what school he's going to go to, because one, y'all know schools are changing all the time. The school that you went to as a little kid could be run down. <laughs> it, it may not be the best of school like it was whenever you were younger. Or, you know, vice versa. Maybe, you know, there's a change in it for whatever reason. You got a really cool principal in. Um, But if worrying cannot accomplish something small, then why worry about the big things as well? And for me in that moment, holding my son, um, it more or less had to be about being in that moment. I was a first time mom. I need to embrace this moment here with my kid. And, you know, eventually I kind of turned that off and, you know, emotions started flowing. I started crying and everything like that. But um, for a split second, all those thoughts went through my mind. But I couldn't worry about, you know, what's going to happen in the future because I just need to just embrace that moment. But with worrying um, as well, we can also lead to John chapter 14, verse 1, where it says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me also. Obviously, this is Jesus saying that, but <laughs> trust in God and trust in me also. <sighs> These are the times where regardless of what we're going through, whether happy, sad, um, depression, joy, regardless of the things that we're going through, we have to always go to God. And even if we are troubled or if we're upset or if we are in a point where we feel like nothing can get better, which me being completely transparent with you guys, I'm in a place, I'm, I'm in that place. I'm in that transition where I... I just don't know what's going to happen next. I do know that I'm going through this for a reason. I do know that I'm going through this, through this transition stage to to build myself, to build my faith, to build my business. I know that this is a building plot block. And it's also a point for me to get closer to God. So I know that I cannot stay in the troubled mindset for long. I know that I have to keep going and keep pushing and just keep being what I can be. 
and I have to keep going to God. It's going back to the verse. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. We we are going to go through things as as women, as moms that are probably going to put us to the test. I know every single day <laughs> with my kids, I'm being put to the test and I have to reset. I have to refocus. I have to call on God. I um have to get I get up early on purpose just to before my kids do, before I get my kids up ready for school, just to have time with God. And um, I think a lot of times before we have kids, you know, we're, we're doing our own thing, whether it is growing our relationship with God, you know, hanging out, we have our own schedules, right? And then we get our kids and they mess up everything. <laughs> but we have to get ourselves back on track so that we can be once again, whole again. And I think one of those things, well, I know one of those things is continuing our relationship with God. And sometimes that means we have to wake up early in order to build that relationship. We have to wake up early, do certain things for ourselves before our kids get up so that we can get ourselves back on track. Um, one recommendation I will give, just just like a side note, the app She Who Is Called is super good. Every week she'll send out prayers and you can do a prayer with them she has devotionals you can do every single day she has the bible on the app you can do um she has a prayer wall praise report wall it's really awesome you guys i'll put the link in the notes as well okay but yes the worrying we cannot let that trouble our hearts and also going back again he doesn't say trouble your mind it says trouble our hearts once again, that's saying because whatever we have going in our mind, it affects our body. So if we're worrying and, our, and we're stressing, because that's what worrying leads to, we're stressing out our mind, we're stressing out our body, we're stressing out our hearts. So that can be, um, we can put out what we have in. So if we're stressing with our mind, we may not say the most friendliest things to people. What we can say, um, you know, we may be talking to our kids, but the way that we're saying things can come out different and can be betrayed differently from who's receiving them. We may think that we said things one way, but it's coming out like, mm, OK, something's going on with her. I'm going to keep on pushing over here. But it says don't let your hearts be troubled because we have to be sure that we stay on balance and we stay on track. And as I'm telling you all this, y'all, I'm talking to myself. I'm not perfect. And this worrying it can get to you because for me, it's worrying about what's going to happen with this business. It's worrying about where is God really going to lead me? It's worrying about what is the, my next step going to be? What is, where is, you know, that next little batch of money coming from? What's really going to be happening? That's where my worry comes from. And um, it's real. And it can happen. And you guys, it's, and I know that it's hard to deal with that. But going back to what we talk about here at Mommy's Making Moves, in order for us to better serve our families, we have to be good as well. And worrying is one of those things that we have to release. This is one of my favorite scriptures about worrying, Matthew 6 and 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. All we can do handle deal with and think about is what is happening today what's going on today what's going on in this moment we dropped off our kids oh my gosh this is excellent <laughs> being that moment we just had our first day of school yesterday technically for joseph it was today because we were sick but it's okay 
So our first day of school was today. <laughs> but um, so our first day of school, you know, was yesterday. A lot of our kids went back. And, you know, we take pictures and we have we do the chalkboards and the signs and we just we just live in that moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's something that we just have to do is just living in the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have your checklist for today. I'm not saying that you don't, you know, plan stuff out and yada, yada, yada. But what I am saying is that the worry that we can put on ourselves can eat ourselves away. The worrying that we continuously, I don't want to say embrace, that sounds weird. But the worry that we keep having the worrying that we, I think, put, well, maybe put on ourselves is good. That we put on ourselves, the worrying that we can display and we can actually put off onto others. Um, it's not healthy and God doesn't want that for us. So what we have to do is that whenever we're stressing about something, we don't know how it's going to happen. We have to take that moment where we take those deep breaths. We're going to practice real quick again. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. We have to reset our minds. We have to recharge our minds. One thing that um, I do do <laughs> is that, <coughs> excuse me, um, I try to have my scriptures ready. Whenever things like this, whenever the worry, whenever the stress gets too much, um, I try to have the scriptures next to me of some encouraging scriptures that can truly speak to me and can encourage me throughout the day and whether those scriptures are um you know just saved on your phone whether they're you know some people you know you can highlight you know on your different different scriptures um right now I'm reading first Samuel so I have some scriptures I've underlined and I write my notes next to that I can go back and I can read that um we have to have those things ready and I would always say put them on your phone so whenever you do get discouraged, you know, we always have our phones nowadays. You can just go and flip to it. Maybe whenever you're at home, you can put it on your refrigerator or on the wall or on the mirror in your bathroom. Do those things because the worrying is just not going to, it's not, worrying is always going to be in life, right? Worrying is always going to come. Stress is always going to be here. But how we handle it is what is important. So going back to being a boy mom. A lot of times, you know, boys handle a lot of stuff by, you know, kicking and, and punching and doing this type of things. It's more of a physical outburst, right? Whenever they, I mean, obviously they cry, but you know what, y'all hear what I'm saying. But I think the greatest thing that any boy or mom enjoys is that good snuggle, that good hug from their mom. And we have to and keep having and desiring from that hug from God. And growing closer and closer to God. So as you grow closer and closer with your kids. And you grow closer and closer with yourself. And you grow closer and close, closer and closer to God. I don't know why it's so hard to say. Um, I just encourage you to, to stay um, consistent. And you know there's going to be days where we don't. Or we're going to fall off. And that's okay you guys. Um, but just continue doing what you're doing. And. I'm just really excited. I know this is a transition season for myself and I may be talking to you. You know, we may be going through this transition season together. Um, but just just know that you have someone else here that's going through what you're going through. I have two young kids. I have a boy and a girl. I'm still figuring this 
mom thing out and my little boy's going to be three in three months. Like, I don't have it together. <laughs> I'm I'm giving you tips on things that I can. <laughs> but with everything, yo, I don't have it all together. Um, but I can tell you that um, being a first time mom with my son uh, was just one of the greatest things. And he alone has taught me so much just about life and about myself and how um, I just I just got to I just got to go. <laughs> I have to go. And um, he was my first step into entrepreneurship. And I should have realized then, but I didn't. That it was working with moms then was what I was supposed to be doing. Um, so I will forever be grateful for him because he has me walking in my purpose. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. I will talk to you guys later on the next episode next week. Yeah, y'all have a great one. Bye, you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, Like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, Thank you again for listening, and I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode.